Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. I'm so excited you guys are hanging out tonight and said, hey, you know what I feel like doing? I feel like listening to The Pleasure Zone. And if you're new to this station, if you're new to this channel, if you're new, you might be like, what have I just walked in on? Well, you've just walked in on a fabulous show called The Pleasure Zone, where for the last nine years, I've been talking about weekly, talking about sex and intimacy, bodies, pleasure, all things to do with pleasure how do we get into pleasure how do we get out of traumas and into pleasure how do we get out of our heads and into our bodies how do we get out of sadness and into joy all of that all of that stuff is what we talk about here on the pleasure sound so tonight i have a very very fun topic for you guys and actually next um the next episode is a follow-up episode as well where i'm going to be talking to a pro dom um all about her program on on um how to use BDSM for trauma release. So this is kind of like giving you a little step into the um, the pleasure of submission and why you might choose this. And I want to be really clear that currently um, BDSM is not considered a therapeutic type of work, although it has a lot of therapeutic benefits. There are sometimes people will say that it's BDSM therapy. Um, however, it's not Technically, we don't have a category for that right now that is recognized. So just so you uh, can understand that, this is not uh, technically considered any kind of therapy. However, it does have a lot of health benefits, emotional benefits, um, all kinds of pleasure benefits. So I'd like to share some of that with you guys tonight, because what I've noticed a lot going on is that there's a total misunderstanding of what submission is. And I have to tell you, too, that you know, prior to having my show and doing a lot of research, I've done always done a lot of research on sex, but mostly on the historical context of, of all things. I like to look at um, writings about sex and sexuality from like, you know, two, three, th whatever, wherever the first writings were found, um, you know, and I like to look at different things like manuscripts and things that were sex related and um, historical objects like you know, the oldest dildos in the world. That stuff is fascinating to me. And I didn't do it at the time, although I studied a lot of, of uh, different things in university that had to do with sex and sexuality. I didn't do a lot of study on BDSM particularly. So going into this field of work and talking about BDSM, I didn't have a lot of background on this nine years ago when the show started. And so if you do listen to my shows in the last nine years, you're gonna notice that there's been quite a development of understanding of education, of experience that I can bring to the table. And I would hope too that for the listeners who have been listening for nine years that you hear um, a level of, of new information, even though some of these shows might look 
if they have similar topics, you're going to find that the show from five years ago may have different information than this show. And I hope I bring new information to you all the time. So I want to let you know about that. Um, and what I have noticed is that there is a misunderstanding of what submission is because I had that misunderstanding as well. I have to say that like the, the first time I heard, oh, I've, the first time I had somebody ask me to do something submissive, I was seven, I think I was 17, 16 or 17 years old. And uh, it was a guy I wasn't dating, but somehow I was talking to him. I'm probably going to turn 35 shades of red right now, which is different than 50 shades of gray. But uh, at the time, I think I was talking to several, talking to several guys. I don't think I was dating anybody at the time. And one particular guy I was talking to was really into, um, was really into kink. And I really had zero experience in the kink world. And I don't even know how a guy, he was my age, 17, he was maybe a year older than me. I know he was a pilot. So I think he's maybe 18. Anyway, I remember that part. He was a pilot. And <laughs> he, he had asked, you know, he kind of brought up this scenario when we were talking on the phone. And it, it took me I was shocked. I, I didn't even know what to say. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know what to do. And my first initial reaction was I wanted to cry. Um, I, I felt like that that was like a kind of a violence. And I didn't, what I didn't have is I didn't have information and I also didn't have education on it. And I didn't really understand the play of it. And I actually don't think he did either. I think what he was coming at was that he was watching probably a lot of porn because I don't know where else he would have gotten the information from. And so there was uh, like a really big miscommunication that happened. I did not actually get tied up by him. Um, he was fascinated by four poster beds, which I actually had. He didn't know that because he had never been to my house. But he, it was creepy that he like talked about that. And this is like 30 years ago when we didn't know that we had satellites watching us all the time. So, so yeah, he was like, yeah, tie you up to your four poster bed and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Or to a four poster bed. And I just remember thinking how horrifying that would be. Um, that was 30 years ago. Nowadays, the difference is that that situation, that whole scenario could be really fun and playful. Why? Because I have a totally different partner and I have a partner that uh, would not put me into a position that would harm me. So, so I think one key thing to know about when we're talking about submission is it's really important to have a partner that you trust. So those, the things that I talk about a lot on the show are communication, curiosity, and uh, consent. So those are three key things that I talk about. And those are definitely involved when it comes to submission. And so when we talk about consent, there needs to be a few things put in place beforehand. It's not like what you see in the movies. It's not like people go into a bedroom, nobody's discussed anything, and all of a sudden you're tied to a bed. You're, you got a ball in your mouth, you're gagged. And unless the person is violent and nasty, that is not how it's done. So there definitely needs to be conversation, discussion, agreements, negotiations that go on and an understanding of what is safe, what a safe word is and what is safe for you, what you feel is safe so that you know that for you, certain things you can set up in advance to know that you'll be safe. So 
in the role of sub, you're actually, or submiss submissive, right? If we're gonna use the long word, if you're gonna be submissive, you are actually the one who can do a lot of the leading and of the scenario setup. So if your scenario is that you would like to be tied up, but you'd like to be in a bedroom, you'd like to have heat on, you'd like to have water nearby, you'd like to have certain things set up, and maybe you'd like to go pee first, because maybe peeing on yourself is not your thing. So you want to be able to be totally relaxed and, and not pee on yourself. Cool. So you want to set up these scenarios where you feel very safe and able to relax, because one of the key things about submission is that you can actually relax into situation. So it can get you excited and at the same time relaxed. There's a lot of research done on uh, different kinks. And, and one of the things that they know um, from research is that kink can actually be something that can help you in your body to heal all kinds of things, because what it can do is help you calm down. And if you're with somebody you trust, it's going to not only help you calm down, it's going to help your body release things like endorphins. So you're going to feel happy, you're going to feel relaxed, and you're going to feel like you, like you're actually going to feel like you are not only safe, but you're like a different person. So it's, it's something that if you're willing to try it can be a, a game changer and a life changer. And I know for a lot of people I hear, and I've had friends even say, there's no way I'd be submissive. It's not an insult to be submissive. It's actually looking deeply in yourself about the things that you're willing to let go of and to be able to engage with another person in order to facilitate that. So, if you are really feeling like you're holding on to something deeply and you're like, I just don't know how to let go, doing some really basic things with a partner can help you to be able to let go. And one of the first and probably easiest things to do is something uh, to do with like sensory deprivation. Um, one of the easiest, unless it's very much an affront to the person, this the sub, would be to be able to put on like a like mask. So you would just put on, you would have your eyes covered. So that's one thing that you can do. It's it's fairly easy. They're very affordable. You can get them at like the dollar store. You can put on, you can create your own with with like a tie, like a men's tie or a piece of cloth, and you just create a blindfold so that there's some sensory deprivation going on and that too requires a level of trust if you've never had the experience of being blindfolded or blindfolding your partner in sex that can be a really great place to start because there is it just gets you to that one step closer to being able to let go to trust so you don't have to go from zero to hero and by all means i don't recommend that you do um, go from say never experiencing kink to like walking into a scenario with like an entire orgy going on and you're at the center of attention where you're being tied up with like chains and things and you don't know what's happening I wouldn't recommend that not at all and that would not be a normal scenario either that is not that would not be kosher it's not something that um, would normally happen unless it's like a violence act so so how do we go from from a place of holding on to a place of allowing ourselves to let go 
so deeply that your body is engaged, your mind is engaged, your heart, your being, and you go into a space. There's a space in martial arts that we we often discuss called Mushin Notion, and I'm probably saying it incorrectly, apologize for my Japanese, but Mushin Notion is the thought of the mind of no mind. And if you can have the mind of no mind when you're totally in this uh, space of anything is possible, this is kind of like that, that feeling that happens when your body is in submission and you go into what's called subspace. It's the space of the sub, there's also dom space. So when you're in that space where your body is just like all possibilities are there, you can let go on such a level that you don't even know that you're letting go and it just starts to occur. So part of part of the target for being a sub is to be able to get to that subspace. Part of the target of being a dom is to get to the dom space. So today's conversation is about the subspace and the value of that and what it can offer you. Um, even though technically we can't call it therapy yet because it hasn't been identified or classified as therapy, it can be very therapeutic. Just kind of like a foot massage can be therapeutic, doesn't mean that the person doing it to you is an official therapist. So. When, when you're looking at uh, the, the idea of this, like how do I, how do I like go from never wanting to submit to anything? Like I can't even let go of say, um, I have 25, I know somebody that has this, has like 25 stacks of newspapers and they are dedicated to those stacks of newspapers. And so if, if they can't let go of even a newspaper, how are they gonna let go in the rest of their life? It's very tricky. So starting off on very small steps, sometimes people are not ready to get into subspace. They're not ready to be a sub because they have so many other things going on that are important to let go of first, like the 25 stacks of newspapers. Maybe more important to figure out why are you holding on to that first before you get into um, anything kinky around being a sub because a lot of things are gonna come up. So. You're going to have an emotional reaction. That's natural. You're going to have probably even a spiritual connection happen, maybe even a sexual response. The target isn't necessarily to have an orgasm, but sometimes that letting go will allow your body to be so relaxed that it does have an orgasmic response. So totally possible, totally plausible. And what's the value of it? I know because everybody's like talking about no, I'm a dom. Okay, cool. But have you ever actually been a dom in your life? Have you ever been a sub in your life? Have you, are you a switch? Like, well, that just means for those of you who are new to this conversation, that means you do both. And so if you're a switch, cool. Maybe you've experienced all of it. Maybe you've, well, there's a lot to experience in the world of kink. So I don't know if anybody has actually experienced all of it. You'd have to be like dedicated every day of your life to experience all of it. Um, maybe there are people who have done that. So, so if you, if you are ready for letting go, this can be a beautiful thing. And this is something that you can share with a partner, a lover, friends, many, you can have many people involved in this the art of submission with you. There are books called The Art of Submission if you want to check that out. 
there are lots of actually books out there. And I think one of the key things to do is to get a little education first. So you can listen to this show, but definitely gather in now. Uh, find out lots of things about what it is to be a sub, how to be a sub. What are these safe words they keep talking about? We'll talk more about that too. So we're, you are listening and I'm talking here on the Pleasure Zone. Come on back to Inspire Choices and Network right after this commercial break and hear more about this. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So I had a question come up in the chat room during break. And the question was, is subspace like a meditation? And it kind of is, actually. So um, I believe, and I'm just going to double check on some of the research I did, that subspace is, um, I think they've actually measured that for people where they can see that people's bodies have gone into a, a different like the zone of activity, brain activity. Um, I'll have to double check, but I think there is research that shows that there's um, something called the transient hypofrontality. The part, the thinking part of the brain gets a rest. And so that's when for subs, the thinking part of your brain gets a rest. And for doms, they have something else that's called the, this is going to be a fun word. It's a Hungarian, uh, it's a Hungarian name. It's Mihail Csikszentmihalyi. So Csikszentmihalyi. So many letters, 12 letters. Apologies for not being Hungarian with the wildest language, one of the wildest languages in the world. Csikszentmihalyi. There we go. He wrote something called Flow. Um, well, he didn't just write it. He studied it. He uh, was a psychotherapist, I believe, or a psychologist. And he studied that 
that period of time where nothing else matters but the experience at hand. And so that's what Dom's experience. And Seb's experience something more like your brain kind of shuts off and you can just relax and let go. So if you're a big, big thinker and you're constantly worrying, playing a little bit with some some stuff around being a sub can be really helpful if you trust your partner and it sounds like fun to you. And like I was saying, you can start really simple. Start as simple as getting that um, blindfold on. Get your eyes covered, see what that's like. You can have your ears covered too. If, if sounds, you find sounds really tantalizing and you want to be able to know what is it like to experience sex without sounds or, you know, your partner's hearing sounds, but you're not. So you could have like earplugs in if you want. You can have your, for other sensory things. And you're, maybe if you're not ready to have your hands tied, what you can do is just have gloves on. And that can be an experience where you don't have, where you don't get to touch your partner or feel what it feels like to touch your partner. Um, so there are a lot of things you can do that don't even sound really that, we'll say violent, because I think a lot of people's points of view on BDSM is the first thing they go to is it must be violent. And it's not that. So it, there can be some stuff in the sadomasochism that feels like maybe violence because there can be pain, but the pain is pleasurable. Um, so you can have things where you're just having an experience of um, like a sensory experience where you're not able to say touch with your hands or um, so you can keep it simple. You probably have a lot of these things around your house already. You probably already have gloves around your house. You've probably already got something that you can use as a blindfold around your house. You can get creative with this and just see if you are the sub, what you'd like to add. And by all means, like let your partner know what's going on for you and just say, you know, I'd like to experience something and see if I can let go more. Maybe this time, how do you feel about me being blindfolded? And if they're like, yeah, I can't do that because the thing that really turns me on the most is looking at your eyes. Okay, then there's a conversation to be had, but sometimes they might be right into that. Um, also, you know, if you if you came into the bedroom and you were wearing gloves, they might wonder what the heck's going on if you haven't had the conversation about like sensory experiences where you're choosing to not be able to touch. So that can be a little bit different. So what does it bring us? It brings us into, yeah, so does, does being in subspace bring you to um, like a meditation. Yes, essentially you can be in that sort of um, part where your mind is at rest and is like calm. Yeah, so we want that. You, you'll find that your body will start to get hormonal changes um, with BDSM type play. So you can reduce your cortisol levels as a sub as well, just being able to relax. So if you, if, you know, this is not something your doctors probably told you, but if you have really high cortisol levels, being able to submit when it comes to sex and being able to do that with your partner and feel safe can have your cortisol levels go right down because you no longer have to fight. You no longer have to flee and you no longer have to be frozen. You can just let your body just be calm, receive and connect. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing that I don't, I don't know that a lot of people realize the value of submission. So that's why I really wanted to talk about that tonight. Um, and the value of where it goes from just 
beyond the idea of it being kinky, but the healing aspects of it, I think there's so there's so many valuable things that can be done. So like, you know, bringing your cortisol levels down, it also helps balance your hormones then. Well, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people who have really high cortisol levels and have really um, fluctuating hormones that are not regulated. So you can always consider how do you bring something like kink into your life? And I totally like, I'm going to repeat this again and again. Education is really important. So you can either take a class. You're going to hear next week on um, the episode with Gaia Morissette about a course she has available for practitioners, um, as well as she has some BDSM 101 courses available. And um, her teaching is great. I highly recommend uh, taking her classes. They're fun, they're quirky, they're educational. So uh, you can check out her courses. There will be a link in the show for next week for that. So in the meantime, though, you know, you can do a lot of research on some fun things. Have some conversations with your partner first about some of the things you might want to try. Like if you are going to do anything that's, say, rope work, for example, um, shibari, if you're going to try like shibari work, you're going to want to have uh, certain things set in place for safety reasons. You're going to want to have things like uh, really good scissors if you need to cut the ropes, if you need to have some, you need to have some safety measures in place, and definitely those safe words. So for the very beginners of beginners, um, the easiest form of safe words, and this, this is actually true even for people who are highly experienced in BDSM, it's just an easy thing to remember. So the safe words can be like stoplights. So you've got red, yellow, and green. So what does red mean in driving? It means stop. Yellow means hey, caution, and green means go. So sometimes the green will be pre-discussed as I won't bother saying green, but what I will say is yellow and red. So sometimes there's that discussion. Sometimes the green is feedback for your partner to know that what they're doing is really like that's really working for you. So you can just be like green, 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 green. And I did mention this before in a show because I was considering some people I knew that um, were hard of sight. And I and I thought, OK, um, sorry, hard of they were hard of hearing because hard of sight, you could still. Um, say that but hard of hearing you can you could have flashcards or you could have uh, different colors of cloth or you can do some other thing on the body so that the so that the person knows that that's a yes or no or that's a go or that's a hey slow down so you can create your own um your own signals but you definitely need signals that's super helpful and important for everyone um, that's playing in in everything. I think, you know, having safe words in a relationship in general is great. Um, I have a friend who had that in a relationship. It was great. It was their, their um, safe word was like really funny. It wasn't even red, yellow, or green. <laughs> it was like really uh, abstract. <laughs> so whatever wor works for you. Um, and it is, it is, a, it was lunch bucket, right? I, I was thinking like, <laughs> I was thinking pale or something. I knew it was weird. <laughs> so yes, thank you. Your friend is on the show right now. And it it is an important thing to have because a lot of times in relationships, you'll find that things will just go to a place where, you know, everybody's like 
really getting up their high level angry and they don't know what to do or say. So that everything escalates. But if you know, you got a safe word in place and this is the safe word. It's like red, you know, everybody walks away for now. If you go yellow, that person knows they need to back off because that conversation is not cool right now. And then you can always let them know if you're ready to go back to that or not. That could be like a red for life conversation. It could be a yellow, I'm willing to look at this in a while, but not right now kind of situation. So yeah, that that's just a side note. So when we come to subplay, it doesn't mean that you're giving up your will to live or you're not like giving up your say. You're actually, what you are doing is you're allowing your body to release things that are maybe getting in your way of having greater pleasure. So as a sub, you're not giving up your rights. You're also not giving up, uh, you're, you're strangely, you're not even giving up control, right? Because you have your safe words, you have your red, yellow, and green in place. So if you say red, then red needs to happen. So if red happens, then you can trust that your partner will follow through and that you will be safe. And then what does your body do? Cortisol levels start to regulate because you're no longer trying to fight things. So, you know, your endorphins, your happy hormones come in. Um, you know, you don't have to have spikes that will get you wanting to fight. You get to calm down, which is nice. So why, why else would we do it? So Actually playing as a sub can be excellent for your health. Yeah, it's good for your health to allow yourself to calm down and be supported and be received, right? So if you're with a partner that you trust and you can be received and you can even just have a very simple, it doesn't even have to be with a lover, but it can be with somebody you trust that you can have your body even just have some really simple uh, rope work where you're, you know, just tied up enough that you have some restraint where you feel like, oh, okay, I've got some restraint going on. And then your body can have some like resistance to that. And then eventually you can just go submit. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but in dog training, sometimes people will hold a leash and they'll get really big energy. They'll go to alpha. And then the dog will just calm down. I've seen it with uh, dog training and uh, like people when they're doing um, taking wild horses and getting them to calm down. If you saw the horse whisperer, he does something that's very much like um, being, he actually then he does both a sub and a dom move with the horse, which is interesting. If you've never seen horse whisperer, it's, it's actually a very interesting lesson on submission and dominance. <laughs> so I took a totally different, I took a totally different look at that movie. <laughs> than probably a lot of other people who watched it, um, but it's a great movie. Uh, so, <clears throat> so you'll notice that with most people or animals, if they know and they feel safe around you, they'll relax. And if they don't, they're gonna get jacked up. Sometimes people get jacked up because you also have an exciting energy and you're like motivating. The motivational speakers get you jacked up, but it's also important to have people that can get you really calm as well and let your body let go. So that's what we are talking about when it comes to submission, how to be able to release, let go and receive and have your body feel ecstatically joyful doing it. So you are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. 
Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those who are listening today, you may have realized or you may not have realized that there are over 400 episodes of The Pleasure Zone available for your pleasure and listening delight. So go check those out. I love to hear your feedback. I love it when I get emails from listeners who are like, hey, I was just going through this, blah, 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 blah. Do you think maybe we could have a talk? And what I will do if you write to me, uh, so you can write to me through my through my website, milicajelenich.com, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. You can send me an email through there. By all means, do it. I'd love to hear from you. If you happen to be on different social medias like um, Instagram and Facebook, all, you know, the usuals, you can always send me a message. But let me know what you're writing about and what show you listen to. And if you tell me what show you've listened to or if you've listened to many, I will send you a link to 15 minutes with me for free to have some coaching or just chat. Sometimes people just want to talk about their greatest um, fetish 
that they ever wanted to try and they never got to try and how do they get um, to try it. So whatever floats your boat, uh, I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you're interested in and I will send you a link to be able to book a time with me. So first 15 minutes is free. After that, I do charge. So just so you know. And I, like I said, I love hearing from listeners. It it's delightful. I've had conversations with listeners and I love to hear their feedback and I love to hear how the show has helped them. It's what keeps me going. So please do that. If you are listening on uh, YouTube or any of the channels where you can actually write comments, please write a comment. Even if you thought this show was ridiculous, be like, that was ridiculous. I'm cool with that. I love the comments. And um, I, even to date, I've had some pretty offhanded comments, but it's really hard to offend me. Um, just sometimes if they're really offhanded and, and cruel to others, I will erase them. But if they're just cruel to me, I can handle it, folks. So, so whatever. I love to hear the feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. So it always helps me grow as a person. And um, so what are we talking about today is being a sub and what's the value of being a sub and it's getting into that subspace. What is subspace? And it's such a cool word. Um, I, I knew that bodies relaxed. I knew all these other things, but it took to actually walk in to a kink community accidentally one day in the park where I got to learn some like kink terminology that you don't always read in books, but if you walk into the community, you get to hear the terminology. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> so, you just never know who you're going to meet at the park. You might meet the kink community of your community. Who knew? I dare you to go to a park and find out. You know, if people are tying each other up in the park and they're laughing and having a good time. That could be your kink community. Advertising for all kink communities locally, which means wherever you are, that's your local. So what, uh, yeah, what do we do as, as uh, choosing to be a sub? How do we do that? And how do we determine, are we a sub? Are we a dom? Are we both? Are we switched? Like, what is it? How do we know? So I encourage you, if this is like very new to your life and this whole thing is like kind of scary and weird and whatever, to try some things that are very um, vanilla plus, right? So what's vanilla? Vanilla is like those five sexy moves that every cisgender heterosexual man has. He's got those five sexy moves. Um, he's got your missionary, he's got your doggy style, he's got your side sex, he's got your maybe up against wall sex, and he's got oral, he's got his five, he's got his five. So we take that to the next level. And, you know, you can do things like turn off the lights. You can, <laughs> although I think turning off the lights, maybe turning on the lights is now the new sexy thing. I don't know. Um, maybe turning off the lights is a new sexy thing, but you can you can take one step forward into something a little bit more naughty or interesting. And one of the reasons why you might choose to do this in a relationship is that the thing about bodies is they can get bored over time. Well, not all bodies, female bodies can get very bored over time. And one of the reasons for that is that like 80% of women do not have vaginal orgasms. So you've got 80% of the population having um, penetrative heterosexual sex and they're not having orgasms through vaginal penetration and 
they're having their five usual moves and they're wondering why they're bored. So those five usual moves might get you started, might get you even started and going for like six months to two years. Um, usually there's a standard of about two years. And after that, it's like, meh. And so if there's been no conversation about like what your desires are, what your needs are, what turns you on, you're going to need to change it up, get a little kinky, have a little fun, or you're maybe go find a new lover. And, you know, that can be dangerous these days. Lots of STDs out there, lots of diseases to share. So maybe not that part, unless you've had a pre-discussion with your partner and you guys are polyamorous. And we've, if you're not sure what polyamorous is, go back and listen to my show on the many kinds of polyamory. I think we discussed four kinds of polyamory and there were puppets involved. So you can go check that out. Um, so why would you actually bring kink into your relationship is to make it better. And you can bring kink in in very subtle ways. And one of the things you also want to bring kink in for is to, you're going to spice it up, but you're also going to be able to surrender even a little bit deeper to your partner. And it can help develop a deeper bond and a deeper trust. So whether, you know, and this is mostly in heterosexual relationships, this happens because um, in all LGBTQ relationships, there's generally, there's actually already more kink happening. It's just kind of like a thing about the LGBTQ culture. There's a little bit more kink happening than there is in the hetero, um, hetero relationships. So to, and the conversations are usually more open as well. It's not 100% of the time, but it's more common is all I'm going to say. So conversations around sex are also something that usually gets put on the back burner. And it is something that's highly vital to be able to have a conversation and then have a follow through. So one thing is having the conversation, which can be scary, then having the follow through. Having the conversation of, hey, honey, you know what? I really love you. And what I would really like to try is to try something a little kinky where I get to be the sub or I get to be the dom, but I need something a little different because my body isn't responding the way that it used to. And I would love to respond the way my body used to. It's just that my body needs something different. So it's generally, I hate to say it, ladies, it's usually up to you to actually say that because what men will be wondering in heterosexual relationships is where did the sex go? And guys will be pretty good with having the same sex the same way the rest of their lives because they like to know that they can depend on that. And for women who are not having orgasms that way, they need something different and something new. Um, so it's, it's not only is it natural that that would occur, it can bring you closer to your partner by having these conversations. And think about the curiosity that I talk about, right? So we've got communication is involved, curiosity and consent. So you bring up the curiosity. I'd like to try this. Do you consent to and consent is super important. It's one of the key things for all sex, but it's really important in kink um, because safe, sometimes there's safety things involved. So how do we have the conversation? Because hmm. we want to do this. We want to submit, right? Like we want to be able to have that experience to get to subspace where our bodies 
are relaxed, receiving, they start to heal. The cortisol goes down and we're like, oh yeah, that's the good stuff. And we want to be able to do that. So how do we have that conversation? And it starts really simply with, I love you, honey. And I'd like to try A, B, C, and D. Mostly. And if your partner's like, whoa, I can't do that. Go, okay. What can you do that would be kind of in that category? Like, are you okay with putting a blindfold on me? Right. It's like going, if you're trying to go from zero to hero again, when you're trying to go from no kink to let's go create a, a dungeon in the house. And then I'm going to tie you to a wall for two hours and um, feed you strawberries and um, have you lick my genitals. Like that can be a really intense experience. Sounds lovely though, doesn't it? Can be a really intense experience. <laughs> And at the same time, um, that might be too extreme. So you need to bring it in, creep it in ever so gently into the conversations and into the relationship, um, especially if, if your partner has a big aversion to it, but they're curious enough that they stay with you. They haven't just like walked out the door when you mentioned, hey, can you put a blindfold on me? They didn't walk out the door. So there's room for negotiation and to see what can work for both of you. So let's look at that. How do you have that conversation? Why do you need to have this conversation? How is it going to save your marriage and or your relationship and the value of healing for you as the sub? What can that do for you? So we'll talk about that more. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And I'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? for a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about the benefits of submission and like, why would a person choose to do submission? Because doesn't everybody want to be the leader or the top ace man? Like, no, no. It's not always beneficial for everybody to be the dom, and it's not always beneficial for everybody to be the sub. And it's good to know in your relationship what works for you. And you may be sub in the bedroom, but you may be dom in the household, and you may be vice versa, and you may both be switches, or there may be more of you. You might be polyamorous, and there's lots of different combinations going on. So just because you may be dom, 
in your life doesn't mean you're going to be dumb in the bedroom. I want to make that really clear because I think a lot of people think if you're dumb in your life, you have to be dumb in the bedroom. And that's not the case at all. In fact, sometimes if you take on a different role in the bedroom, we'll call it, or in your sex life, then you can have, well, not only more variety, but you can have the experience of being able to take not only on that role, but feel more balanced in your life. So if you are dom in your life, say, for example, like, you know, you're, you're a CEO of an agency, um, you're always in control, you're always needing to tell people what to do. One of the maybe the most beneficial things for you to do is to go and have yourself be um, in an experience of submission, whatever that looks like for you, whether you're, um, you know, whatever submission act is going on. So there's, there's, uh different you know ways of looking at this whole submission stuff as well so it can be where somebody just tells you what to do and you agree it can be an it can be a physical act it can be an as thing that you hear so it doesn't always have to uh be an a physical act of like spanking it can also be words where somebody says says something to you um and you agree to it like you're being a silly boy. Okay, yes, I am. Yes, I am, mistress. That sort of thing, right? That can be the playful discussion that can come out around uh, around conversations too, where the words can also be used um, to bring on the kink too. So kink isn't always like physical. And in fact, if if you can be like that CEO who is always in control and then goes off to have a sub experience, you can heal a lot of stuff that has you stressed all the time, right? So if you're in like a super highly stressful job and you're not able to sleep at night and you're like constantly on overdrive and you desperately would love to let go, you gotta listen to my friend next week, right? You gotta listen to Gaia talk about um, her work and what she does with people using BDSM for trauma release is one of the reasons why you might want to use BDSM, but you can also use it just to get to a deeper level of let go. I'm talking to everybody out there. There's a question in the chat room. If I was talking to a certain person, I'm actually talking to everybody who can use that letting go. And again, it doesn't have to be with a lover. It can be with somebody you trust a lot. So, um, Yes, if you happen to trust me and would like to experience that, let me know. So there's there is so much value to being able to be in a space where you feel like you are connected to the person, like you can trust them enough that they'll look after you. And so it's a big role to be a dom. The big role is that you are looking after a person. And sometimes if that's all you do in your life is look after people, then all you want to do is be looked after. And that might be your role as sub. Although sometimes sub roles are where you're like cleaning a person's house or whatever. There's many different ways of play when it comes to, to um, dom and sub play. However, the talk that I'm mainly uh, gearing up, gearing towards tonight is all about how you can use it for your healing, how you can use it to better your life, how you can use it so that you can even be able to hear your partner, right? If you find that you're getting in arguments and you have to be right, sometimes just allowing yourself to be wrong for a minute and just go, I choose, it's okay. I choose to let go. You're right, I'm wrong. Deep breaths. It's okay not to be right. 
you don't, not everything is a fight for, for the death. Although sometimes when you've been in a trauma response and in an overstress response for a long time, it can feel like everything is fight. Everything has to be a fight. Even like the color of oranges or carrots has to be like, no, that's not orange. That's purple. Well, there are purple carrots. So, um, so there, you don't have to fight about everything. And sometimes it's, it can be so valuable to be able to let go and surrender to have a deeper relationship with your partner, to be able to really be closer to each other, to be able to have even um, even after the fact of like having a kink experience, having your regular vanilla sex can really get improved. It doesn't mean that if you're starting into kink that you're gonna be only doing kink for life. You can have bits here and there. It doesn't have to be an everyday experience, right? So going to getting and getting some education whether you're going to a pro dom getting some books getting some educational videos having an experience can be really helpful in bringing that into your relationship having that discussion with your partner bringing that valuable information into your relationship and being able to create scenarios that you both enjoy being able to create scenarios where you get to test both out whether you're sub or dom and see how you feel about them see how you feel about um, see how your partner feels about it. Have those discussions afterwards because part of it is the aftercare too. So after you have one of these experiences, it's really important to have the conversation afterwards about how did you feel, what was going on for you. Um, it can sound very therapeutic and so being prepared for that. So it's not something you just do and you're like five minutes and we're done. It actually requires a lot of pre-care with conversation during care, being really attentive and present, and after care, having the conversation about what just happened. So for the sub and for the dom, it can be a really amazing way to understand each other more and to be able to connect on such a deeper level and heal, heal all these things that, you know, we tend to be so, um, what's the word for it? Uh, not even Victorian, because Victorians were kind of kinky, but we, we Puritan maybe, more Puritan about it. Puritans were weird too, though. They did have sex in front of rooms of people. So it's hard to say. There, there are definitely cultures that were not um, super highly sexual people and were kind of more reserved. We don't need to be like that. We need to have the conversations and we need to have bring these things up and be able to have a conversation with your partners so that you can move forward in your relationship so that every once in a while you don't have to feel like you have to fight for everything and you can allow yourself to submit and be okay with it and, and just be like thank you for being the dom that you are so I can submit and then vice versa you know you might take on different roles as dom and sub your whole relationship thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.